Day one of 49ers training camp is complete, so we have some news and observations and takeaways to get to following day one of practice. Also, San Francisco signing an intriguing linebacker to their roster. We have a breakdown on that individual player as well. Before we dive into all of that, today's 49ers report wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for Manscaped. You can get 20% off and free shipping on the best men's grooming products at manscaped.com slash 49ers. Promo code 49ers for that deal to apply. So San Francisco making a roster move just moments ago, and they're going to put my pronunciation skills to the test. San Francisco is signing USFL Maulers linebacker Kaihava Tazino. Now, a lot of you in the California area, you played his college football at San Diego State, you might be familiar with the player. He was one of the top defenders in the USFL last year for a team that ended up winning the championship in the USFL, stacked up 94 tackles for the Maulers, including 13 tackles in the title game. He played his college football at San Diego State, grew up in the Los Angeles area, and was a two-way player in high school. Really good athlete who's a really good running back, also starred on the defensive side of the football, and the Niners had to have seen something with what he was able to put on tape in the USFL. And they're a little bit thin at that linebacking spot, although can't imagine that he is going to be a serious candidate to make the 53-man roster, but clearly popped in the USFL. Now, Nick Bosa and the implications of him at not reporting the training camp actually has direct implications on Tazino here because San Francisco put Bosa on the reserve, did not report list, so he does not count against the 90-man roster. So because of that, this is the corresponding roster move that took place for the Niners. And I talk about this linebacking unit being a little bit thin. Outside of Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, arguably the best linebacking duo in the NFL, we're really not sure with the departure of Aziz Alshire, who's going to start as the third linebacker in this 4-3 defense. A couple of players in the mix here. You have Jalen Graham, D. Winters, the two rookies. I like Marcelino McCrary-Ball, a defensive back in college who's made the switch to linebacker. Demetrius Flanagan-Foles, more of that special teams player, but he might be capable. Curtis Robinson, his name is in the mix. And then Tizino going to throw his hat in the ring as well to compete to make this team. And then, obviously, whichever player blows the coaching staff away, they're going to start because I do not believe it's best suited for the Niners' defense to start Oren Burks. First of all, better special teams player, and he's not really a starting backer in this league. For Fred Warner... What a good player to learn from if you're Tazino playing at the USFL level. You shine there, and then you get to learn from one of the best in Warner who on day one of Niners training camp looked to be in great shape. Had a pass breakup on Debo Samuel on a pass intended from Trey Lance. The all-pro linebacker is the best off-ball linebacker in the game, and the production has been so steady for him. It's just crazy to me how he can defend Debo and go stride for stride with him because Debo, according to all accounts, looks to be in the best shape since 2019 when he was a rookie second-round pick coming out of South Carolina. But then in the divisional round, he's going step for step with a guy like C.D. Lamb down the seam. He is a unique and special player, and with him only being in his mid-20s, Niners have the luxury as they've had a bunch of great backers over the course of their franchise history to once again have another one 
in Fred Warner. And then Dre Greenlaw, kind of a late bloomer here, did play good ball at Arkansas, right? But then starts his career with 92 tackles in 2019. Numbers go down a little bit after missing some time in 2020. Barely played in 2021. The Niners defense certainly missed him. And then this past year, played at a borderline all-pro level. He played so well that in ESPN's poll, when they asked executives, players, coaches, scouts about the top 10 highest linebackers in the NFL, Greenlaw was inside that top 10. Fred Warner was number one. Whole lot to get to here on the show. Thanks for hanging out with us on the 49ers Report. I'm Chase Sr. Most importantly, though, please make sure you subscribe. Niners training camp is here. Our updates are going to be plentiful here on the program. We're 142 people away from 82,000 subscribers. If you're looking for year-round and daily content on the San Francisco 49ers, lock us in and subscribe today. So as I mentioned off the rip, Training camp day one, it's in the books. It's in the rear view. We're on to day two. Plenty of observations from the first day of practices from the SAP Performance Center in Santa Clara in the shadows of Levi Stadium. You have to start off with the quarterbacks, right? Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. Brock Purdy not practicing today. He will get the first team reps on Thursday, though. Lance and Darnold both took 12 snaps each during team drills. And according to Grant Cohn, check his YouTube channel out, obviously. He's one of the best in the biz. Lance was 5 of 6 in 11 on 11 drills. And then per Jack Kammer, who also does a good job of covering the Niners, 11 on 11 stats for Lance combined with his 7 on 7 reps, he was 6 of 9. Lance looked to be accurate. The arm strength was there. In warm-ups, on the individual drills, the ball was a little bit wobbly. He was a little bit inaccurate, but... The pads were not on today, but as soon as the 11-11s got underway, Lance did look pretty comfortable. And I've talked about this a lot here on the show. In the past two years, layering throws for Trey Lance has been an issue and putting touch on the football. Today, it looked as though that he's made some strides in that area. And Jeff Christensen, his private throwing coach, who's also the private throwing coach for Patrick Mahomes, did say that Lance was going to be a different player We'll see how that translates once the real bullets start to fly. But Debo Samuel has also gone out of his way to say that Lance has made some steady improvements and he's putting more touch on some of his throws. And when I talk about layering the ball in there, I'm talking about over the head of linebackers and DBs at that second and third level of the field. And for Debo to say this, this is a good sign for Lance because on top of the accuracy issues he's had, needs to work on the touch. The way the ball's coming out, Debo said, he used to throw the ball kind of hard a lot. He's got great touch on his ball now. Could have been a change that Christensen and Lance made throughout this offseason. Keep in mind here, it's important to note, no Brock Purdy today. The Niners don't want to allow him to throw three consecutive days. So in his recovery from the Tommy John injury and the surgery there, as he did get the repair, has that internal brace in there on the owner collateral ligament, he's only going to be able to throw two straight days. So with two straight practice days coming up, Thursday, Friday, that's when Purdy will be getting those first team reps. Sam Darnold, inconsistency has been the theme for him throughout his career. Inconsistent today on the first day of practice. I kind of think he is what he is at this point. Just isn't able to string consecutive reps together, and he's always been a little bit indecisive. Indecisive, excuse me. It's kind of been the takeaway for Sam Darnold as well. 
Let's tee up this poll question here. Want to hear from all of the faithful down in the comment section right now? Does Trey Lance have a chance at winning the starting job? Been some chatter of that if he just plays extraordinarily well. And this coaching staff is like, look, his talent is limitless. We have to give the job to him. Then, yeah, if he turns the heads of the coaching staff, maybe he can unseat Brock Purdy. I think it's Purdy's job to lose. Kyle Shanahan did a podcast with Tim Kawakami of The Athletic, and it pretty much sounded like it's Purdy's job here. But let me know, W for yes, L for no. Is he going to win the starting job, lose that starting job? Let me know down in the comment section. A lot more to get to here on the show, but I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you about today's presenting sponsor, Manscaped. Join the 8 million men who have purchased their products, the best men's grooming products in the game, by heading to manscaped.com slash 49ers, promo code 49ers for that deal to apply. I'm going to put that link in the comment section and in the description of this video. Now, a lot of you out there probably live in an apartment complex with a pool like I do here in Dallas, or you have a crib with a pool. That's a nice luxury to have. And you don't want to be all too hairy, right? When other people are around you and you're spending a lot of time in the summer sun, Manscaped will help you get that taken care of, right? Cannonballs this summer, not about the size of those cannonballs, but it's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Prep for barbecue season by making sure your grill master has the hottest dogs this summer has ever seen. When you're at the cookout, let them meet. Speak for itself with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. It's time to get ready and not sweaty. By using that link and that promo code, the Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to guarantee you'll have the most mouth-watering treats at the party. Hint, hint, you know what I mean? They have built the ultimate bundle for your summer grooming, lawnmower 4.0, battery life that lasts a really long time, interchangeable blades, safeguard technology, the nose hair trimmer, a.k.a. the Weed Whacker 2.0, also a really good product because nobody wants to have a conversation with somebody who has all those hairs coming out of their nostrils, the crop preserver, ball deodorant, the boxer briefs also come in the Performance Package 4.0. So too does a travel bag, which I use pretty frequently because I do like to travel. It's a hobby of mine to kind of venture out and discover new parts of the world. Manscaped.com slash 49ers, promo code 49ers for that deal to apply. So let's talk about Debo Samuel here. Word is, is that Debo Samuel looks to be in the best shape that he's been in since 2019 when he entered the league as a second-round pick out of South Carolina. 2021 season was a magical one for Debo. He was an all-pro, borderline MVP candidate. Anytime the Niners needed a splash play, they turned the keys over to Debo, and he was able to make something happen, whether it be flipping the field, finding the end zone, making a big play in the pass game or the run game. He was straight-up sensational. But then, last year, there was the contractual situation with Debo in which he didn't sign that new contract extension until a couple of days into training camp. And he admitted that he let that contract situation affect his physical conditioning and the shape that he was in. And because of that, you saw the dip in production from 2021 to 2022. Three games less played. He had 21 less catches. The receiving yards were cut in half from 1,400 to 632. 18 average yards per catch as compared to 11 last year. He just wasn't the same explosive athlete. That was as evidenced by him receiving the football, but also running it when his rushing yards went down from 365 to 232. And then his total touchdowns from 14 to 5. 
Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch did joke that Debo was sending them a bunch of shirtless picks, vowing to them that he's not going to come into camp out of shape like he did last year when he was ill-prepared and he was a little bit sluggish, lacking a little that little bit of that explosiveness, which is what makes him a really special player in this league and a threat to take it to the crib at any moment. Shanahan even acknowledged this today by saying, quote, I can tell that he's put the work in. And when all the beat reporters are saying, yeah, Debo looks to be in the best shape since 2019, that's pretty telling. He understands what's at stake and how important of a role he's going to have to play for this Niners offense to be successful in 2023. Good on him for getting in the weight room, shedding some pounds, because that's what he needed to do. Fred Warner, on the other hand, we talked about him a little bit earlier, continues to ball. Pass breakup on a lance throw to Debo. Again, the fact that he has the athleticism to go stride for stride with Debo goes to show you how special of an athlete and player he is. Without Nick Bosa on hand for Niners practice, Cleland Furl did start in place of Bosa. So the starting defensive line was Drake Jackson, Cleland Furl on the outside edge spots, and then Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead on the interior. Nick Bosa's going to report at some point. It's not going to happen until he gets that large contract. For breakout Brandon Ayuk, what's pretty important here, everybody continues to be blown away by Ayuk's game, the growth of it, but the maturation and the maturity that he's been able to display since getting off to a little bit of a slow start in that area to start his career. Now, in 2020, he still put up really good numbers as a rookie first-round pick out of Arizona State, 60 catches, 768 yards, and five touchdowns. And then in 2021, starts the year in the doghouse, but ended up really turning it on. And the velocity behind his game really picked up and still had a good season, even though the first month, month and a half, the production wasn't really there. 56 grabs for 826 and five touchdowns. But last year, career highs in receptions, career highs in receiving yards, and then also broke his individual high for the amount of touchdown receptions that he had in a single season as well. And you just saw it with the route running, the footwork, just crossing over DBs and the overall weapon that he became. And now word is that he's even an even better player going into year four, obviously has a lot at stake. The Niners did exercise his fifth-year option. So he's under contract for this year and next year. But you can imagine that at this point next year, we're going to be having the similar conversation that we're having right now with Brandon Ayuk in 2024. He's going to be looking for a contract extension like Nick Bosa is right now with one year remaining on his deal. They want that financial security in a game that is very, very violent and the NFL standing for not for long. Hopefully the Niners are going to be able to clear up some money to have Ayuk on this team because if he has a season this year like he had last year, he might become too expensive considering all of the money that the Niners are paying some of the other premier players on this team. George Kittle did acknowledge that today as well. He says the veterans who are making a lot of money understand that time is running out because it's getting really expensive for this team. And they're going to have to, because of the salary cap, make some tough financial decisions at some point in the future. We're going to round out the show with this. Which player do you want to hear about? in training camp. Drop me some names. I'll take a look at that and we can include them in some of our shows here on the San Francisco 49ers report. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Year-round daily content on the Bang Bang Niner Gang.